0: It's a little bit funny This feeling inside I'm not one of those who can easily hide Don't have much money But boy if I did I'd buy a big house where we both could live. If I was a sculptor, <laughs> but then again, no old oh, man who makes potions in a traveling show. Oh, I know it's not much, but it's the best i can do my gift is my song and this one's for you and you can tell everybody
1: this is a song good evening jennifer
2: good evening ed Good evening,
3: Josh.
1: Sorry for the weird, we had a weird audio blip there, so I was trying to fix it before we came back. Uh, And if you're watching us live currently on YouTube, you got to see me juggle. Uh, But only once, because I didn't want to hit the microphone. Uh, Welcome to the Gleeful Podcast with Josh and Ned. You can find us online at Gleeful Podcast on Twitter, uh, or you can find us on Twitter at Gleeful Podcast. I'm at Josh Burnell. She's at Jenny B. Creative. He's at Edward Giordano. Everybody, it's been a bit of a dramatic day
2: it's it's been a very emotional day been a very emotional day sad frustrating uh, and emotional day
1: and uh so we're going to talk about um the least uplifting episode of glee ever Seriously, but we're going to get into it and uh let's just um let's just enjoy the conversation and enjoy the company and uh and let's let's get into it we got we got some glee there's only three songs in this episode which i think is the least number of songs we've ever had no
3: two. There were, mash off season one was two songs
1: well there we go I was beat by the Gleek oh wow uh, <laughs> that's they
0: said so
2: there was only really I mean yep. like only, technically only
3: confessions it's my life and halo walking on sunshine were the only songs in that episode
1: well then Stay I back. definitely uh, wow I'll,
2: I don't remember that at all
1: that we were definitely beat by the Gleek on that one uh, yeah. and I want to send huge uh, congratulations out of course to listener Sammy who beat the Gleek last week yes. on Beat the Gleek 2.0 if you missed that beat it was
2: everybody
1: incredibly entertaining <laughs> so thanks everyone yes. um, uh, just to return to the previous uh, statement yes uh.
2: Yes, uh, thank you so much Rachel as um, uh, some of you may know I am from Boston, um, all my family and friends are still there and I was able to reach everybody within the first hour of hearing the tragic news about Boston today. So um, they're all well. And as far as I know, um, things seems to, seem to have settled down there and um, the injuries seem to have stopped accumulating. So, I mean, I, I, I guess that's the best we can hope for. So hopefully everybody else makes it home safe and everybody's good. And thank you. Thank you again.
1: So, um, oh, so in the <clears throat> chat room, people are saying that the episode Preggers had only one song. Do you remember that, Ed?
3: I mean, I believe it.
1: Okay. Uh, let's bring it up, everybody. How? Let's bring Ooh, it up. Okay. Let's bring it up. Energy, energy, energy. Okay, here we go. So, let's talk a little bit about Glee. This episode's called Shooting Stars, and uh, it started with a warning. I believe it's the only episode in Glee <laughs> history to start with a warning for yes. content. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and, and it'll be an interesting episode to discuss because there's, there, not a lot happened and a lot happened in this particular one. Uh, but before we get into the episode, Ed, you brought up something that we had not discussed yet. There's actually some real life Glee drama that we had not discussed. Um, Corey Monteith went into rehab. Uh, last week or the week before, mm-hmm. um, and all our best to Corey, of course. Uh, he's Absolutely. talked about he's been pretty open actually about his drug problems in the past mm-hmm. when he was growing up in Canada. Um, I didn't know that they had drugs in Canada. I thought the worst you could get addicted on there was maple syrup. Wow! Um, if only my- <laughs> cuddling with caribou, but. Uh, all our best, of course, go out to Corey. Uh, I just hope he was able to shoot out the rest of the season. I mean, I hate to have one of those characters that just, like, magically disappears. I know there's only well, four episodes <clears throat> left after shooting Star. I mean, uh, if, But, yeah. Well, he only missed the last two episodes.
2: Yeah, and the thing, if you think... I mean, they, prob- they may have had enough time to write him out the way they did. In that, you know, he, he freaks out on Brody. And then he decides he's going to go into teaching and, and then takes off to go to school for that. So, I mean, that, you know, I mean, that may explain some of the um, disjointedness to it and the um, the uh, question of whether or not it was out of character for him. So.
1: Oh, that's an interesting. Yeah. I that's mean, an they, interesting well, they can, way to they go. Can go back
2: and do stuff like that. And that was such an isolated scene. And maybe they just. But uh, I don't know. Yeah, all the best. I, I heard I, the only other thing that I really read was that Lee Michelle is, you know, sticking by him and supporting him, and I think that's wonderful.
1: And she was <laughs> wearing a Corey necklace, which I thought was cute, but online <gasps> fashion bloggers thought was lame. But they're oh, lame. But that's her so character. screw you guys.
2: That's what Rachel does. <laughs> um, uh, Sorry,
1: yeah, it's also being pointed out in the chat room that the episode On My Way, in which Quinn had her car accident, had a warning at the end of the episode, uh, which is interesting. Yes. Yes, no. Uh, So, yes, and also, of course, a huge congratulations to Heather Morris, who is pregnant. (gasps) Though I have not read any confirmation from Heather Morris. (laughs) And maybe I missed it because, you know, like, li- long-time listeners will know I don't believe anything I read on the internet until the person involved, like, comes out and says, yes, it's true. Um, I've not read personally that <laughs> Heather Morris actually did come out and say, yes, I am pregnant. So as far as I know, it could still be a rumor. But uh, if anybody in the chat room can deny that, um, they they can say, uh, you know, if, if, if anyone can show me the link where Heather Morris says, yes, I am pregnant, then you win.
2: I like how you still refer to the uh, the Darren, Darren Chris fallout of 2010.
1: It hurt
2: I know <laughs> I know I don't believe
1: anything I see on I read on the internet until <laughs> it is confirmed. I don't believe uh, I don't believe photographs, I don't believe baby bumps I don't believe uh, I don't I, I don't believe voicemails. I don't <gasps> believe anything unless a person. <laughs> The person involved is on the internet saying this is true. Okay, I don't. Believe and sometimes not even. Sometimes not. Um. <laughs> and sometimes not even. Then exactly, Ed. Exactly. <laughs> but how do you think this All, would change? Always a skeptic. How do you think this would change? Uh, you know, th- do you think they'd write it into the show that Brittany had a baby, or do you think? Um, that, uh... I mean,
3: with with what I know about, with what I know of season five, it does bring up lots of questions. But it could be. I mean. Cord was especially close to Brittany lately. <laughs>
1: <But> <laughs> that is true. That is true. They almost and they, got and they, they were
3: uh, fake married,
1: so that that <laughs> that counts for something, <laughs> does it Very not? Good point, uh, listener Kathy in the chat room said. Maybe she's waiting until three months to confirm, like a normal person. So there's always good, that. Good point. <laughs> Anytime you read an article, mm. I mean, people of of the listeners, listeners, if you read an article that says a source. At any point in the article you should stop reading that article. It didn't happen.
2: Or f- a friend of
1: a friend yeah. of a source it didn't A source happen.
3: close to the close to the people involved. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Didn't. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Now, I'm not saying that like three months down the line, they're not going to come back. I I mean, I didn't believe that uh, J.J. Abrams directing Star Wars. I'm still not 100% sure I believe J.J. Abrams. I'm pretty
3: sure Disney announced that, though.
1: Yeah, but when I'm in the theater watching J.J. Abrams (laughs) directing Star Wars, then I'll believe it. Even, even, into- even
3: with the official like announcement of from like i like i, I think that's leg- legit yeah, but how
1: many t- like how many people were announced they were gonna appear on glee and did not appear like i'm still waiting for Javier Harvey- javier bardem to appear on glee I, and that I was from ryan anne hathaway, hathaway was like a super definite yes exactly alive. i remember anne hathaway like and these were things that like ryan murphy was saying and they never came to pass
3: well maybe, maybe they were like Maybe, maybe it was being optimistic, like, oh, of course I would love to have insert name, and this is the insert character that they could potentially be. Exactly. <laughs> He's like, writing prompts, Ryan Murphy, let's go
1: It's funny though, Uh, because there's certain characters on the show Who could be pregnant, and they could fake it You know, and like classic, like, you know When Gillian Anderson was pregnant on X-Files And they just shot her from the neck up for three episodes And all of the times that uh, Jean-Louise Dreyfus was pregnant on Seinfeld You can see, you can totally tell in all those episodes Where she's always (laughs) holding a bag around But, uh, you know, with Britney, she's in that skirt all day long You'd yeah. have to totally change her character to be able to hide a pregnancy. Well, I
3: mean, she's been off the Cheerios before. That 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 constraint in and of itself doesn't limit. Like, I
1: it would just be well, funny to hear that the, they'd have to make some changes, like to be able to hide it. Honestly,
2: if she is and she starts showing before the end of the season, when she should technically graduate again. I think they'll just say that you know she's putting on her freshman fifteen early or something. I think they'll just <laughs> do something ridiculous like that, and then she'll be in civilian clothes again. And
3: well, can, can I can I whatever. say my semi-spoiler about the timeline? It's it's a timeline spoiler. It isn't like a specific. Spoiler.
1: Um, sure, sure, yes, yeah. okay. If if you are even more spoiler averse <clears throat> than Jennifer and I are, which is hard to do <laughs> um i'm pretty bad if you are even more spoiler spoiler verse than jen and i are fast forward a minute go
3: okay uh season five the first part of season five is like um i guess would be the april and may of this school year is the first is the first half of season five
1: interesting according
3: oh. according to c according, according to tv line so okay. it's like confirmed and Supposedly oh, interesting. official. interesting.
1: Okay, well that that'll make that'll be interesting to see. Okay, well.
3: I I know it's a little spoilery. I I know I know. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> but
2: it's, it, it, it's kind of a big thing though because if we don't have graduation at the end of this season, so and it all well, it,
3: it, it speaks to a bigger thing that yes, they are in fact going to nationals.
1: Oh oh,
2: and might need more time
1: because they need more time. Okay, well that's that's a uh, spoiler over. If you left, you can come back. I don't know how you heard. I <laughs> oh, that. heard that. Uh, but anyway. Listen to the airplane. <laughs> yes, exactly. Listen Brrr. to the airplane. Um, that's <laughs> interesting. So, uh, so yes, we want to thank everybody who's joining us in the chat room. If you would like to listen live, just follow us on Twitter or Facebook. I've been tweeting the link on Facebook, which I don't usually do. It's oh, usually... Also- what yes? Oh, and and on Google Plus you can become. Google Plus yeah. Uh, you can add Gleeful. Podcast us to your circle. To add your us to circles. your circles. Yeah. Add us to your circles, and uh, the link will be on Google Plus. And uh, yeah, because of there's no consistent link like there used to be on UStream, so now you just have to go to YouTube and. Oh, you can also follow us on YouTube. And yeah, I, if, if you follow YouTube
3: on YouTube and you, and you just go to the YouTube page, it was like Josh Burnell is running a stream, and it's like well.
1: <laughs> you look really good tonight by the way Ed, you look very nice tonight I think it's because you're sitting up in a chair And you don't have to be hey, Oh no, no, I'm out. not sitting I'm just. I like, your I'm like at length. A- emanating positivity I guess <laughs> ah. Well, uh, we are 13 minutes in So let's, for heck, talk about the episode Jennifer, the episode of Shooting Stars Where you're showing me pictures of Grumpy Cat and his brother Which is Pokey. absolutely adorable You should mm-hmm. show that to the v- viewers um. Uh <laughs> so while Jennifer shows uh, the viewers pictures of Grumpy Cat, oh, that's not going to work.
2: Grumpy Pim- yeah, yeah. Pim- yeah, Pim- so, Cat, not so much. You and, tried
1: uh, Shooting Star. What'd you think?
3: I'm I'm disappointed that they didn't do the Kevin Rudolph song Shooting Stars that, for the record because I like <laughs> that song. <Okay. laughs> and one of the bad uh, company but it was shooting I mean
1: that was number one for a hundred years. But go ahead.
3: Uh, there was <laughs> I don't know. I wish. Someone said it in the chat room that that it was a good standalone episode, but it didn't really move the plot anywhere. Yeah, and I would almost agree, except for I feel like there was some writer stuff in there that was kind of important. So mm-hmm. I'm try- I'm and I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt.
1: Well, and then- okay, good. Sorry, 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 sorry. So yeah, that's it. That's it. That's done. Okay, I mean, on. it is worth noting that if anything came out of this episode, um, it's that Sue got fired in this episode well, that's true that's true I I guess I just don't believe it well I don't believe it number one I mean I guess I believe it if, if they were to write their, themselves out of a Sue Sylvester getting fired whole that would be quite a project I don't I wouldn't put it past them uh, I think the big thing though is that um, yeah to, to say that like that's a pretty large change to the show to the point where I was like is this a season finale or a half season finale I mean that's a really big thing to do on the show and there's still no formal confirmation of a season five yet. Um, but I could see this being a way of getting Jane Lynch out of a season five contract or something if she had something else going on. But I hadn't read about any of that either. So it was definitely a surprise to see that significant of an event take place in this episode. Um, for me, the episode was good and bad. Um, I really felt like the struggle with this episode was it was kind of backwards Um, and we'll talk a little bit about it later but I think everyone can kind of agree that like act one being funny and light and kind of standard issue glee and then having act two be a really long segment of very dark and very serious um, it kind of put the show on this weird kind of schizophrenic tone that I had a hard time wrapping my head around watching it the second time was kind of not quite as shocking but it, it was there was no way this episode wasn't going to draw lines in the sand and have everybody either love it or hate it um so it, it but was really hard I, I feel like I feel like it needed that like if it, if it started
3: taking their their stance oh gosh Ed um if it would have started out serious it would have been like oh you're just preaching to us again but but having it the, presenting it in the way they did it was like I was like it it's, it it
1: it it reinforced the shock of the potential event. I see, and I, I would think of it. I thought of it the other way, like. To me, I felt if we'd started with the violence and essentially had the show like start off in a big emotional hole and then kind of dig itself out of that emotional hole over the course of the episode, I think that 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 would have been more a a better. That makes
3: light of the situation that that shouldn't be made light of. But it's
1: not making light of it. It's just saying like this is a horrible thing and this is us. Surviving it.
2: Okay, so you want them? You wanted to see them deal with the aftermath of it in the same episode.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I don't think Glee's going to come back to this. I honestly well, don't think we're ever going to have the only fallout. I think from this episode is going to be Sue and Ryder. And so, to me, a more interesting episode would have been start it, start bad, and then see the survival and see the the you know the whole like the world is ending like what would you say if you what would you say if you were about to die would have felt so much re- more real If it was said after the experience of what that was like but instead it was kind of before when no one actually thought that a meteor was going to come and destroy the earth god forbid that was like four episodes ago as well when that almost identical plot line was done well see
3: you see you never you you say Glee never returns to a storyline and here they are (laughs) returning to one yeah unfortunately
2: they usually they when they do return to a storyline like you know, Mercedes having a crush on Kurt, and then Tina having a crush on Blaine. Unfortunately, they don't do anything new or different, or you know, shed any new light. in the, on the well, situation. I
3: mean, but, but I'm 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 hearing what you're saying, but they but during that little camera sequence that went around at the end, like during when they thought they like that it could have been like for real, the end. Mm-hmm. Right. There was they were they were like. Saying what they really wanted to say, And not what they they were saying when like when it was talking to Fake
2: meteor.
1: <laughs> yeah, when Artie was saying that, I was like, "This isn't Artie talking. This is Kevin McHale being so thankful for being on Glee." Aww. Which that was a really sweet thing. Like I thought that was, I, I it just yeah, to me, I felt the whole point. It would have felt. It, it it would have made a bigger impact if we started off with you know a couple minutes of like Glee as usual great stuff mm-hmm. classic Glee then went extremely dark and then saw the reaction to that darkness we really didn't see people well, having to deal with the trauma I'm sorry we have not gotten to Jennifer at all.
2: no no it's it's okay I'm I'm this this episode is um <laughs> it was hard even before the events of today so. The problem I had... Okay, well, the things that I liked about it. I actually agree with Ed. I like that it, it started off like any other crazy week at McKinley High, and Brittany's got her thing, and everybody's got her theme, and that's great. And, and I And I... The way they handle the, you know, unexpected, in an ordinary day, out of the blue, everything changes, boom, it's, you know, it's dark, you're trapped in this room... I think they handled um I thought that was very effective if that was their goal. I think that um I felt that you know some of the um messages to friends and families was pretty effective too um, the other things that they threw in there in this episode um you know when 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 Sue was covering up for Becky, but then she's you know bringing up the debate between you know gun violence in america and the the state of the uh, mental health care and what the real issues are is it you know guns or is it crazy people so like that i'm hoping well no i i really hold no hope i don't think they're gonna come back to that but i mean that i think is a huge thing um you know, the the idea that Becky felt so lost and hopeless and, and terrified for her future that she felt like the only way to guard herself was to bring a gun to school. And I think that will be interesting to see if they um, address that at all. Well, I think they have to because I think that's how they're going to get... I think that's how they're going to get Sue back. I mean, I think somehow Becky's family is going to have to notice that the gun is gone and that, you know...
1: But she's always been... So, I mean, I don't... I think to think we're... To even think we're going to see Becky again this season is wishful thinking. We barely see Becky again at, around as at all, and she's only a foil for Sue. But this is a the huge show has thing. other fish it wants to fry, yeah. and this was a one off. Like, and that's and I'm okay with that. But I just think if it's going to be a one off, and I'm 99.9 percent sure that it's a one off. Then it needed to be a more complete.
2: Well, that's one. okay. So
1: that
3: meanwhile, uh, it's like a season five major plot line. He's like, it's a one off.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, and, and and fine if it is. I mean, certainly texting while driving never was going to be. The um, uh, teen pregnancy and putting your baby up for adoption and and then trying to frame the woman who adopted your baby like oh, those things never you know those mm. things were just like thrown out there and then just dropped. But um. Yeah, and then the whole the whole catfishing thing, which I I know who it is. So.
1: Oh, yeah, you are totally I, certain you know who it is.
2: I would I would uh, put uh, money
1: Please down. tell me cuz I don't I don't know well, and I Don't know. Like, the uh, the audience even though it's a guess, the audience No, it's not. not no, can, it. you can't you like there's a difference between guesses and
3: spoilers. No, if she, she okay. knows. I know. <laughs> she I is know. 100% Honestly, sure.
2: I only watched the episode again um we were just <sighs> watching it before the show, and I made it three quarters of the way through, and I'm convinced by watching the episode a second time, I know who it is. So okay, now
3: see so now you make me think you make me think I know who it is, but I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't think it's actually this person unless it is. Yeah. Oh God,
2: yeah. I mean, anyhow, so there there's so many things that were kind of thrown in it, and yes, uh, nothing major came of this, but I think it's just created a lot of topic for discussion and hopefully they go back to some of these more sensitive and controversial ones just to give it some uh, merit, Uh, not merit, but just to, to, to give it some worth. I mean, just to throw it out there and then never bring it up again I think is really a disservice. Like, why even bother having an episode this heavy and this controversial and this sensitive if you're not gonna you know, actually say anything about it.
1: Well and then that brings us to a question that was discussed a lot online um which is is this plotline too soon in regards to Newtown and then this morning um which they obviously wouldn't have known anything no, about that no, that's but um different. you yeah. know what do you what do you guys think like Ed do you feel that this was a too soon plot line uh do you or is you know how do you, how do you feel about that
3: I think it's I don't. I mean, maybe. I mean, it's hard to say when things are too soon. I the the actual impact. Like they, I feel like they didn't like mess around with it. Like I think they showed a pretty good representation of, of people's reaction in that situation. And they sh- they did, they didn't show it as like some bad. Like I mean, they didn't make light of it. It was it was serious, and they treated it seriously, but not in a heavy-handed sort of way, being like, oh, you need to pay attention, this is serious. It's just, like, it was actually just serious to the characters, so.
1: It is true. This is one of yeah. the first times Glee has really gone hardcore and didn't shy away from it.
2: Oh, yeah. Usually. And,
1: and, yeah. and but not, like, and not do it, not be, like,
3: so, like, in your face about it, like, like look at, like, it, don't you see this message? It's so yeah. important. It's more like, like, like this event is happening to them and yeah. like this is this is happening. And you're like, witnessing the...
2: them live through it, which is kind of an interesting thing. I mean, the one of the most disturbing scenes for me was when you hear footsteps down the hall and you hear somebody rattling on the door and then you they hear them trying to get into the next door and then a few seconds later you don't hear their footsteps anymore but you hear a bang. Which again the second time I heard it through, I think it's a slamming of a door. But the impression we were left with was that, you know, in, in an uncertain moment, they chose self-preservation over helping somebody else, and which is, you know, what people are going to do, and which I, I don't know what I would do in that situation. Mm-hmm. But it just made me really uncomfortable thinking that, you know, they said, no, don't open the door because they, the shooter might come in and somebody else could have possibly perished as a result and it's just a horrible thing to think about and I I mean I just I hope none of us are ever in the situation where we have to make that choice
1: yeah I mean Glee's one of the few shows that really can do this I mean if you do this on like uh there's a actually listener Sammy is a great voicemail I'll play in a minute Um, but most shows when they do this this particular attempt at a plot line it becomes exploitative or the show itself is already so dark and serious that it can't really get at it Glee's one of the few shows that can really spend time with something like this and actually like you know not have to play it for exploitation Not have to play it for the soap opera of it And can actually get away with just Kind of letting that go And it is kind yeah. of, you know, Glee is kind of an all bets are off tone And so in a way I thought that was okay yeah. um, And 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 that was interesting The concept of it, or the question of whether Or not it's too soon To me, like, you know I may be a little biased because, you know I live in Southern California, where It's pretty far from Connecticut um, And I grew up around a lot of violence but the thing about for me the question of too soon is like I don't think maybe it is but the fact is is that I don't I don't want this ever to go away like I want this conversation to always be going I as soon as we say it's too soon I don't want to talk about it then all of the like pro-gun anti-gun control douche nozzles are like exactly let's not talk about it and then you'll forget to talk about it because you'll be distracted by everything else that's going on in the world and we never really get back to it and that's how they win every single time I don't I and and this isn't really being me me being preachy this is kind of a general just statement on like what is quote-unquote too soon I don't I, I want it to always be discussed. Like no. I think we should always be confronted with how horrible this is and because that's the only time we're actually going to do anything about it. Discuss it. it. We're, yeah. we, if, we for- if we if we pretend it didn't happen or give ourselves time to adjust, we're too busy. We're gonna get on to other things. Yeah. So in a way like to me, too soon isn't quite a a good argument and and so or and and you know yeah it hurts and i i feel horrible about that don't get me wrong but anyway well that's just kind of my opinion of that because that came up a lot in voicemails and emails and such
2: and i i agree i think not talking about it is is just the the first step in forgetting about it and then just dismissing it and the fact of the matter is I don't think it's ever not going to be too soon for the families and the oh, victims co- affected yeah. by it. Like, I think yeah. it's always going to hurt, whether it's six months or six years. It's just always going to hurt. And I mean, I think just in it with a show like this, they just have to do it in a way that's not meant to be insensitive to what happened or be unrealistic or over sensationalized, like you were saying. The situation. I think they just need to be honest. And as far as I could see, you know, the 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 struggle for you know students to um, you know want to go out and help other people, and, and just seriously, like seeing Brittany crying in that bathroom stall and yeah, not that knowing was a very that was really moment. really hard to watch. And
1: yeah, and interesting, <laughs> and, and really interesting, um, like the 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 running around and like apologizing for all of your ill wills like Katie Kitty was doing i mean that's that's sad but like the real genuine reactions of people like Sam like you mm. can't make me stay here right. and they're going like but if you go yeah. you're jeopardizing everyone i mean it's very serious there i, I don't know i mean should they spend more time on it? Maybe it was enough. Like the more we discussed it, I'm kind of like maybe it was enough to just kind of put it out there, show that we that they recovered, mm-hmm. you know, and and go on from there. I don't yeah. I don't really know. Uh, it's also worth discussing the the way it wrapped up with Sue and Becky was yeah kind of strange. I mean, um, it, it broke my heart because guns don't go off when you drop them on the ground. <laughs> And so I was like, I almost did a disservice. Said to the Josh plot line. from
3: experience.
1: Uh, well, that's not. I mean, he yes, just, but still, no. we know this. <laughs> like, guns don't go yeah. up when you drop them on the ground.
2: They're, they're not. They're, I it mean, was kind
1: of did a bad
2: most guns disservice. Are not designed that way. Yes.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you don't, you don't know this gun could have had like this odd like right uh, yes,
2: exactly uh, a I mean, special
1: trigger for the
3: that's, yes. that's, <laughs> that's on
1: the bottom of the handle. It's like oh.
3: <laughs> oh God, that'd be that'd be a flawed design. Don't don't do that.
1: But well, let's um. With all that said, <sighs> let's take a listen to a very sad song, uh, and it's only sad because uh, it reminds me of all the times I played it around campfires in high school when I was trying to be cool. This is more than words, people. Let's take a listen to more than words, and then we'll come back and we'll talk about the happier parts of the episode, of which there are very few. But we will find the joy where we can Isn't find it. <laughs> this is more than words. Uh, performed by Cordova Street and other Morris here on the Gleeful Podcast.
0: do not you not to say but if you only knew how easy it would be to show me how you feel more than you
1: cute video that a couple listeners sent me of the making of this particular sequence when they were recording it and uh, the pro- the issues of working with a cat on the set. Aww. And they were talking about how usually with a cat, the way you get them to participate is you give them food. They work for food. But Lord Tubbington is so fat that Lord Tubbington did not care about working for food. <laughs> it would not do anything for food. And so it only worked for love. And they would have to take like scratching breaks so that they Aww. could like scratch and love Lord Dovington enough that he would play nice again.
2: I want that job.
1: <laughs> I want to be the
2: cat cuddler on Glee. Please, please, please hire me.
1: <laughs> uh, but uh, my job right now. Th- this song, More Than Words, this uh, is recorded by a band called Extreme. And so for all of the oldie, old oldies like myself in the house, I'm going to tell a quick extreme story. Uh, last Thanksgiving, Jennifer and I were in Boston Two Thanksgivings ago We were in Boston We went to a party where all of Jennifer's uh, college friends were And I was talking to one of her college friends Who was in a cover band He played in an extreme cover band And I was like, dude, you live in Boston You play in an extreme cover band They're all from Boston, aren't they here? And he goes, oh yeah, they're in a Led Zeppelin cover band That's a true story Actually Hey, Boston (laughs) Gino Betancourt and Gary Cherone I know you're so, out there somewhere, yeah. rocking it out. Gary Sharon is actually very talented. GeoPetcore Petco is very talented. It's
2: well. a pretty song. <laughs> so when you were playing this around the campfire, were you playing it for fat cats?
1: I was. Well, you know, I there. The, I went with to school with some her people, um, and I used her suit in a sentence. That is impressive. I don't. That's Boom. The, uh, Ed, the more than 20, words. What'd you 20, think of this 13. one?
3: Um, Besides never having heard the song,
1: for shame! You are lying.
3: I mean, this is literally the second time I guess I heard it. Gosh, Mm. I I know I'm the devil. Um, I mean, I I do no, 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 Wait a minute. Wait. (laughs) Are you
1: serious right now? Yeah, yeah. I know. I know lots of songs, but I don't know this song. No way. This—that's crazy to me. Like you don't know the video where they're like on the couches across from each other, and Gino Bet- Betancourt is playing the guitar. It's a black guitar. He has finger polish, which I wore in college because he did. You know nothing? Wow. Wait. I mean, no one, no one, no one on any
2: Idol that I you
3: know of ever ever covered it. So that kind of wow. To say that really. I mean, I mean that's 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 more talking to me. That's where I got. That's where I started with my musical background. I mean. I, Admittedly, Aww. so and okay. no one, if no one did the cover,
1: then I didn't do any research. Yes. <laughs> more than words was never performed on American Idol, so Ed's never heard more than words before. <laughs> wow,
3: or, or any of the Australian, UK, or South African, or uh, Iceland, yeah, every, iterations, other idol. every other Idol, or Canadian, any of the other iterations never did it. So, just although. They were talking about doing a 90s alternative week. It was discussed. It was
1: literally on the board. Of, That's like, an early. interesting way to go. I can mm. see turning off a lot of people. Um, so let's. Uh, well, so there were a couple other. Um, there, were, yeah, there were a Caitlin couple... hasn't
2: heard the song either.
1: K- Caitlin and I are not friends anymore. Stop it. I've decided. Be nice, um, Josh. <laughs> So let's uh uh let's talk about some of the other plot lines that were in the episode. Uh we did have Ryder getting catfished in this episode. He met the girl that he thought was Katie. It turned out her name was Marissa, one of my favorite names. And uh and she turned out to not be the one. Now it was funny that we brought in this actress who Marissa was my friend when I was a child. Well she she's but the friend. thing is she's gonna I
3: don't know, I don't know if she's gonna become a more major character, but She's gonna be on the episodes a few more times.
1: Okay, well, so we might see a bit more of Marissa. That'll be a. I mean, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not opposed
3: though. to Marissa becoming a major character. Perhaps I don't know. You just keep adding more and more people to it. <laughs> well, so, yeah. I mean, it's true. I mean, I mean, know we I mean we're gonna characters. we need we're gonna have to fill like the Tina Artie... Sam Blaine, Brittany Spot, so I mean she's just as good as anyone else and apparently the person who was catfishing writer was already in the room or their phone was in the room yeah yes. or their phone's in the room Oh
2: they absolutely were but the other thing too- hold on
3: okay, were they were they in the room the person
2: <laughs> If I'm right, if I'm reading no the yeah, if I'm reading are. the episode properly, which I'm I would I would bet anything right now.
1: Do you want to make an envelope like I made for my season four prediction? Sure. Well, <laughs> wait. I really can't say it. I'm gonna no, tell d- you afterwards. No, don't tell me. I don't. I'm, I'm <sighs> be surprised. I want
2: to.
3: Uh, so the person you think was in the I'll room. I'll text though. you, Ed. Oh, text please. You, you have I never texted? What am I gonna
1: write on? There's okay. a, uh, envelopes in that box over there. Okay. Uh, so. God. Uh, yeah.
3: Back just, to the. I, I keep thinking. I keep thinking about it now that you say that the person was in the room, which I kind of. I don't know. I had, different, I had different thoughts about different people. Kitty is, like, the two obvious choices. It's like, you have, like, the obvious choice, and then you have the unobvious
2: choices. And then, Well, like, Unique okay. is the
1: most obvious choice. I'm well, writing
2: it right now. I'm going to date it, so you people will know. Might be my witnesses. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, go ahead, Now, going. what is... Uh, see, oh. oh, 15th, of what,
3: is. is this person... Uh, I don't, I don't like like now my mind's running around I'm like
1: is it played is it unique is it coach beast it's in my mind it's all in my mind well so but how do we feel about an entire catfishing storyline as it is
2: oh wait a second why did the person choose somebody who is either a new transfer to the school crazy
1: pants right or actually in the school like you knew she was gonna walk by eventually because when I did
2: this before to somebody I just picked a person off of the internet that nobody knew just kidding <laughs> and then
1: they made a whole movie about you crazy
2: crazy pants
1: um
2: that was crazy eyes crazy <laughs> pants how do i so now i need to
1: yeah you know it's it's a. Uh, it, 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 i don't know i mean the whole concept of a catfishing story at all it's interesting like i'm not against it and it's one of the more interesting 2.0 plot lines we've had so i guess i'm kind of okay with it uh ed what do you think about the catfishing in general
3: I, I felt bad for uh for writer because he was like all about it and he was and, and and but but you know what confuses me is like uh I believe that Ryder, if I recall correctly was giving Jake all the advice on being romantic and then all of a sudden it was the other way around I'm like hold <laughs> on wh- like what this is writer this literally isn't supposed to be your problem literally
1: <laughs> and then we also had um we also had dot marie jones coach beast confessing her love for will which seemed kind of out of nowhere to me considering we all knew will and emma were back together and so i don't really understand like how did she not know
0: how how, how did she not know i think
1: that's why i've been thinking that coach Beast is freaking catfishing
3: writer who
1: (laughs) No, Cat
3: Coach Feast is catfishing writer. I mean, she just wants love from somebody, even someone. Aww.
1: According to listener Stephanie in the chat room, uh, they are Mariter is the ship for Marissa and Ryder. Oh, uh, gosh. She What's doesn't he? even know. She's like, like a pet. Like, things for this.
3: Song. I don't even awesome. know you, and I don't know why you're talking to me. <laughs> but thank you. But
4: okay,
2: seriously. I guess. I guess, Is she new? I, 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 I guess. I
3: wish I had attractive boys grab me aside and sing to me. I guess.
1: Aww. <laughs> Who am I kidding?
3: Uh, say, yeah. It was
1: yeah. I just the whole, the whole coach beast plotline that came so far out of well, nowhere.
2: Okay. So watching it again, all I kept thinking was, um, because we watched it um, after the first night it aired, and the next day all the headlines were, you know, shooting on Glee, shooting on Glee. So we knew that that was what Shooting Star stood for. So we knew that there was a shooting. And to me, as I was watching it, I kept thinking, oh, well they're setting up this person as the, you know, angry person who's going to seek vengeance, and this person who's going to be the angry person to seek vengeance. So to me, they were just kind of putting these things out there. And the thing is, it's like, if they really were that close, or like he would have told her that they were back together or maybe he was just waiting until
1: things really got back together but I think I think I he totally know. would have mentioned it yeah uh, I mean or she yeah. would have just
2: known because he would be spending more time away with her
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I th- it seemed out of nowhere. But you make a very good point, and it really stood out to me the yeah. second time I watched it. When we watched it the first time, we both knew that there was a shooting in the episode. Jennifer and I, because we didn't watch it until Sunday, and it was all over the twitters yeah. and everything. So we knew there was a shooting coming, and we spent the whole episode. It was like a whodunit. It was like, or oh, they're setting them it? up. So you know, they're setting up writers being so angry. They're yeah. setting up Beast as being so angry, and then they were all in the room. So it couldn't have been any of them It turned out it to be the been, one it person who was not there It could have been Tina, it could have been Brittany it could have been Lord Tubbington <laughs>
2: It was <laughs> Tina, she's like, no more
1: solos How great would it have been if it was Lord Dovington. Oh uh, my Yeah,
2: I mean, and, and that See, was part of that would of have been f- insensitive And making fun of a bad situation <laughs>
1: That was part of the frustration I had Was that it was to, um, the That the, the, those opening plot lines were so dumb yeah. I mean, Lord Tummington yeah. and the meteor, it was so dumb that I just, I wanted more respect. I wanted more respect for what was coming, knowing that it was coming, and then watching it a second time, knowing it was coming.
3: <laughs> well, Brittany has some of that why uh, Wyman-adjacent uh, third eye going on via <laughs> <in> Santana. <laughs>
1: There was also there's one moment We should laugh about this but uh, But hey we're trying to We're trying to find the joy Uh, There's a moment after everyone survives And there was a really sweet like where they did The big group hug that was a really sweet moment Of everybody like we're alive we Made it together and there's a big group hug Right dead center in the group hug Is the guy who came out of the bathroom stall Next to Brittany who we've never seen Before I, I, I thought he was
3: strictly there to, like to like at like like if they couldn't say anything humorous, at least it was like some like
1: physical blocking humor or something. Well, it was like, 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 it was just so funny that like, he didn't even need to be there. Like no one cared if that dude or the other cheerleader that was in the other stall next to Brittany, like no one cared if they were in the group hug and yet they were both front and center in the group. hug.
2: Okay. See, I totally took this as their way of saying, you know, the glee club is not an isolated unit that there are, believe it or not, other kids at this school Oh gosh! they are also affected by the same things and this was a unifying event so it, I did not take it as a, a ploy or a, um, a distraction or um, you know a, a way to lighten the moment I just I took it as a very real like This is scary and other kids actually go to the school. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But it's okay because I know who catfished Ryder.
1: There was a great moment, too, when Brittany's looking between the bathroom stalls and she sees, she doesn't know it's Will yet, but she sees, like, the shirt and the jeans and I'm like, I've written this movie. Like I've written this movie many times Uh, So there was also a question In the chat room of what is catfishing Uh, Catfishing Is kind of the shorthand but there's a movie Called Catfish and now it's a TV show on MTV Where it's essentially impersonating Someone else on the internet Like not impersonating a specific person But developing a relationship with someone And you're pretending to be someone that you're not Right
2: you're misrepresenting who you
1: are I
3: actually once saw a Documentary on YouTube about Actual catfishing in Oklahoma? <laughs> <I think laughs> Were people like well, there's also it TV shows? Yeah, there's like hillbilly <laughs> fishing.
2: That's
1: that's nasty.
3: Yeah, I I don't actually I don't entirely understand the parallels. I mean, yeah, you're sticking your hand in the water and you don't know what you're gonna get, but you know you're gonna get a catfish. So I don't <laughs> I, I don't actually understand the entire parallels.
1: Well,
2: to y- you hope you're gonna get a catfish because you don't know what's down under.
1: Oh, for, god. for people I, in the yeah. chat room For people watching live right now I just noticed how spooky it is That we have a white chair and a spotlight <laughs> Directly behind us that no one's in It's just like we left it for Jacob He'll sit down at any moment
0: Oh, um, oh my god That's right it's
1: a Jew joke ladies and gentlemen nice.
0: let's play Oh I thought it was ma- a lost
1: <laughs> reference <laughs> uh, let's, play some, let's play some voice calls. We have a, a, a couple standbys Here we go up the top
5: Hey
4: guys, it's your reigning queen of Glee Trivia here, listener Sammy. Okay, I can already tell this week's episode is going to have a lot of contradictory opinions. People will say the topic should never have been approached, people will say there were flaws, and I know that there were things that may not have been handled exactly right. And there was a big chunk of the episode that I flat out didn't like. But I'll leave that for other callers to discuss. I want to talk about what I appreciate about this episode. I appreciated the fact that they didn't use this episode as a sensationalized plot device. Shows like Grey's Anatomy have done this, has a shooting episode where the main characters are being targeted by the shooter. But that sort of over-sensationalized storyline cheapens the message they were trying to convey. What they did, and brilliantly, was show the other side of the issue. They showed the Glee Club responding as humans to an event that was not only outside of their control, but had nothing to do with them. They used the Glee Club to show the absolute terror of the people who go through these experiences, even if they never get anywhere near being in danger. You don't know that you're not in danger if gunshots are going off around you in a school. All you know is that, sadly, this happens more and more lately, and you're scared. You could get hurt or die, or your friends could get hurt and die. And the true fear of the scenario Glee portrayed was in the absence of information, the not knowing what is happening. And the beauty of how they portrayed it was that they didn't find out anything until it all cleared. They didn't know anything. So the scene in the choir room, that may go down as their best work, in my opinion. Everyone's acting was superb, especially in its subtlety. And that subtlety made moments like Sam charging off to find Brittany and Mr. Shoe and Co- Coach Beast stopping him, stand out as powerfully as they should have, not as overly dramatic. I can't go all out and call this a great episode because all in all it was not. But the scene from when the gunshot started to when the next commercial break started was some of the best work Lee has ever done, and I applaud them for it side note, it was nice to see them writing Mr. Shue as an adult, a teacher, and a leader again. From start to finish in this episode, this was the Will Schuster we all knew and loved from season one, a man who cares so much about his students that he's willing to do anything for them, whether it be find a way to work Brittany's crazy theory into the lesson without belittling her, or risking his life so that he could make sure she was safe. Mr. Shue was back for one glorious episode this week, and I liked it. Okay, that's enough rambling from me. Really
1: interested to hear what you guys thought. Uh, thank you very much, listener Sammy. Yes, I, I to me, I felt that <clears throat> I uh, liked that episode of Grey's Anatomy where the shooting becomes like an action movie or becomes like a suspense thriller, and this was just very real. Uh, it was also pointed out in the chat room by uh, lovely listener Abster that uh, it is Elijah, not Jacob, that you leave the chair for, and... Well, that's why I, I thought you were talking about loss. Raised Catholic, um, that is true. <laughs> you thought I was and, talking about and yes, loss?
2: I, I know. I, I didn't mean to toss him away. I was trying to toss him onto the chair. I'll, I'll get him in a minute.
1: <laughs> let's uh, let's also go to Illinois for some other standbys as well. Here is the Sarah and Caitlin.
4: Hi, Justin. It's Sarah and Caitlin. Now I've heard practically every opinion on this episode, and I fall somewhere in between. The scene in the choir room was brilliant and filled with tension and genuine fear brilliantly acted, directed, etc. But the parts prior and the aftermath were severely lacking and made the whole thing seem almost disjointed. I agree. As far as this being one cohesive episode, I didn't really like this one. It really felt like two different episodes just smashed together. The sheer ridiculousness of the first half and the seriousness of the second half put together didn't really work for me at all. The first half was the worst episode of Glee I've ever seen, and the second half was handled seriously and well acted, but I just don't know if it can make up for the before and the after. The only thing that I felt worked outside of the actual event was the scene with Ryder and Jake and Marley. They were my number one and two suspects in his being catfished, and he did a real good job at conveying his hurt my only problem is they didn't seem to be treating this seriously enough that this person was posing as someone else and might potentially kidnap him or something that girl wasn't concerned either this needed more bromance (laughs) my problem with the actual school shooting plotline was that it felt like the very special episode that the writers felt obligated to do because they are a show set in high school my problem was that because it was Glee, it didn't really feel like there was any real stakes. I mean, I never for a second believed that any of them would be hurt or wouldn't make it. If Glee wants to show this topic seriously, then there needs to be some sort of aftermath and some consequences. I honestly don't know if they'll even a ever address this again. Something this big is not something that the kids would get over in a few days. There should show some psychological effects in the next few episodes, and I don't think we're going to get to see that. I also don't think food be- did Becky any favors by covering for her. Becky obviously has some coping issues or emotional problems. It's not even so much that she won't learn her lesson, but she won't get the help that she needs. There need to be some consequences. Yeah, I mean, where was the call to New York? Shouldn't this have been national news? Wouldn't Kurt or Rachel or Finn or Santana or Puck or Quinn or Mercedes or Mike or Emma or Cooper even call and check in? No? Yes? You'd think they'd care enough to call to make sure they weren't seriously hurt? They sing a song to a cat. We had some time for some phone calls or magic teleportation. And I feel that the emotional moments in the choir room would have worked better and felt more real and honest if they weren't just the new kids. For all the street time that these kids have had, I don't really buy that any of them are really close friends except for Blaine and Sam and Ryder and Jake. And Shu doesn't really have have as much of a connection with these kids as he does with the ones who've already graduated. Finn is the one who's more connected to the new kids. And my Sarah Award for Best Actor personally goes to Cordova Street. The scene where Beast and Shoe were holding him back was incredible. And he was trying so hard with the Britney stuff he was given, even if it was stupid. Props to him and Sam deserve so much better than Britney. So much better. Agreed. But I have to give the Caitlyn Award for Best Actress to Lady Covington. She had the best facial expressions and reactions out of anyone on the show. She looked insane and adorable. Well, we can't wait to hear your thoughts. Bye.
2: Uh, yeah, that was too. one unhappy cat when it got out of the bag. <laughs> <laughs> I was joking with Josh. I said, when, um, when it comes time to name the episode, we're just going to name it.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true. I don't even know how to spell that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that was, yeah, that was uh, I mean, obviously a ton of good points there. And um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was, it, uh, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't want to repeat ourselves. Uh, so um, we will move on. Let's listen. Let's, let's, uh, let's go out to Massachusetts.
4: Hey, Gleeful Podcast! It's Tracy from Massachusetts, and I'm here with my review of Thursday's Glee episode, and my f- five-word review is: "What an emotional roller coaster!" In the beginning, it was a little weird with the whole Brittany Lord Tubington thing, and then all of a sudden, it was suspense and wonder and confusion as to what the hell was going on with the school shooting and. That was probably the longest 10 minutes of my entire Glee life. (laughs) So anyway, and then after that is confusion as to who did it, what actually happened, and then the ultimate emotion was... Oh, Oh.
1: listener Tracy got cut off. Is the text still there? No, it just ends. Well, I apologize, but that, those were also very good points. Uh, yeah.
2: I get the feeling she was going to say the ultimate what the heck.
1: It was some definite what the heck. Yeah, there was some definite, uh, some questions in the air. Yeah. Uh, let's find, we got time for a couple more. Here's a listener, Jessica.
5: Hi, this is Jessica in California, and I just had a couple of quick things I wanted to note. One, okay, amazing episode, so I don't like making this joke, but... Uh, even in a school tragedy, Tina is still not with the Glee club. She still gets left out. I now apologize for making that joke because I don't know if it's. <laughs> oh, okay.
1: Um, you know what? I was going to make that joke, but I didn't because I knew Jessica was going to make it, and I've made enough bad jokes on this podcast. So, listener Jessica, you got to make the joke this week. <laughs> you get to get the heat and the fallout. I am, thank you. No, I, I Just totally kidding. thought that.
2: Just How did you know? Thought that. Thing? <laughs> I can't help but think that's intentional because <laughs> why wouldn't she be there
1: right Ed uh, oh I think <gasps> I I muted Ed there you oh. go buddy sorry dude <laughs> uh I your your microphone is shaken, so I had muted you. oh I
3: was moving uh, hence,
1: hence. <laughs> let's yes. let we'll let listener Jessica uh, finish here you go I'm gonna let you finish I'm gonna let you finish but before I do that uh Gleeful Podcast is the greatest anyway. um
5: I kind of, oh, I totally called Becky being the one to, like, to accidentally have the gun go off. Like, I was just like, I'm I'm getting to the point where I know Glee so well. I was like, you can't, you have to be lying. And I have a prediction. I really think that Katie, quote-unquote, is unique. I've been thinking this for a while because of how, you know, Katie, quote-unquote, helped Blake with the unique situation in the past. So that's my prediction. Um... I really love the episode and can't wait
1: to hear what you guys think. Okay. Bye. Oh gosh. She's
3: right. She's right. What? What? Oh oh my God. The unique situation. I forgot that Katie was involved with that. Oh my God. Oh, that's true.
1: Katie was involved with the unique situation. Katie gave him the advice. Uh, oh, give how, to the advice on how to resolve? How to resolve, things resolve with... and
2: how to treat? She's yeah, right. She's right. Very it's over.
1: It's over. Okay. It's no,
3: it's no. It's no. Turn off the alarms. It's no longer couch beast <laughs> catfishing writer. I was concerned. You really though.
2: think? Did you really think that?
3: I mean, when you said it was in the room, I was like, because my because my, cause my oh, top amazing. two were already Kitty and Unique. So then, when you when you said you knew, and then there's some like deeper plot, I was like. Oh God, it's Coach Beast. <laughs> and just, I don't know why. I'm just saying,
2: if, if you still <laughs> like, have, why was
3: why was she in the room? Why was she in the room?
2: I'm gonna, to, I'm you. just gonna rewind the the choir room scene and have Josh wash it, and it. He'll <laughs> and be, I'm gonna figure it are out. Are you
3: are you telling me are are you telling me that I'm wrong right now? Because you, you please tell me that. Oh I'm no I'm wrong. no, I'm
2: not telling you're right or wrong. I'm I'm just no no I don't no I. Okay, I'm I just saying the answer's right. out there. That was a very no, but I, w- yes. I want you
3: to tell me if I'm right or wrong right now. Is what I want you to I do. I can't. You I can't.
2: I can't. The snap. answer's in the envelope.
1: Oh my god. <laughs> well, we well, got like, Here's listener Marie.
4: <laughs> Hi guys, it's Marie. I'm calling to talk about Shooting Star, and it was the tonally weirdest show ever. The first 30 minutes were the some of the stupidest things i late Um so stupid uh, and then we got to the shooting part and that was good except this is a part where it's really evident that Glee being multiple shows is a serious problem um, well telling all the kids like I love all you guys he barely has spent time with the new kids and it was it was just kind of like half of you don't talk to the other half of you and just it this episode, like that situation would have been more impactful had the originals been there or if these people, I believe the chemistry between these people was like the chemistry of the originals, where I believe they actually all were friends on some level, which I don't. Um, also, it being an accident, total cop out, total cop out, that annoying me. Um, <laughs> I don't really know if I liked it or not. I definitely hated the first half. Um, yeah. It was weird. Okay. Uh, I'm curious to know what you guys think.
1: Bye. And thank you very much, listener. Yeah, uh, you know, I think this will definitely be one of those episodes that... I think this episode's gonna come up a lot. I think it's gonna be, like, the alcohol episode. It's gonna be, like... The uh uh the first time. I think this is gonna be one that, that if the show were to go into ten seasons, uh, which it probably won't, but were it to I think this is one we would come back to a lot as being mm-hmm. like, remember that school shooting episode and yeah. what they did there and, and yeah. whether or not it worked
2: I mean it's definitely it's definitely gonna divide people in <clears throat> in not just amongst each other, but you know, amongst the segments of the episode and and I wonder, if they had done this two years ago, would people have felt a lot differently about it because of the emotional connection and the resonance of the, um, you know, the, the originals? Yeah. But, you know, that said, I, I, I do think that they handled much of it very well and in and, and some of it kind of poorly, but... Mm. Um, that's
1: well, uh, yes. listener Claudia in the chat room just said, it's the going, it's going to be the one where Glee jumped the shark. And I'm like, oh no.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you still think there's a bigger shark to jump out there?
1: I, I would think people are going to go back to like, like everyone is going to have a different place where Glee jumped the shark. <laughs> but hey, yeah. maybe that, maybe this will be the one for, uh, um, for listener Claudia. Uh, yeah, I definitely think people will be debating that <laughs> when the time comes, yeah. uh, but that's pretty much it for me, Ed. Do you have anything else? Oh, unmute him. <laughs> Did I mute you, Ed? Are you back? Okay, yeah, I'm back. Okay. I'm like, well,
3: I'm like watching the scene. I'm like, who's on this
1: <laughs> 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 I'm
3: like investigative working. I'm like,
0: although no, I, I can I'm tell sure, you which uh,
2: minute to look at. That was the minute. Because I have it on the DVR. Oh my God! I, I mean, I mean,
3: I, I'm gonna figure this out because now, now I'm on, now I'm on a mission and.
2: Just message and me on Facebook.
3: I my my top two are still Kitty Unique, and if if, if I'm wrong, then then it's Coach B's or Blanche. <laughs> <laughs> and if I'm more wrong, then it's someone else. <laughs> Jennifer, anything that
1: we forgot.
2: No, just that I'm going to be right.
1: <laughs> okay. Jennifer's going to be right?
2: I don't often say that with such <laughs> convictions. So. No, no,
1: that's, that's, that's oh awesome. <laughs> hey, I love times, it.
2: You know how many times in my I life and
3: in, in this show that i am like, oh, I'm right. And I, I had no actual, <laughs> oh, n- nothing. No. I, I mean, I did say at the beginning that season four was new season one. And it ended up being true. Thank yeah. goodness, because my <laughs> reputation was on the line.
2: the jury's in on that one. <laughs> no.
3: The jury's not in. The jury has... Reach the
1: birdie there's like three episodes left there's even if they fail yeah. though
3: it'd still be a great season
1: well let's uh, uh let's go ahead and um uh, if you'd like to weigh in on anything we said tonight you can email us at gleefulpodcast at gmail.com you can find us on the website at gleefulpodcast.com on twitter at gleefulpodcast i'm at josh burnell she's at jenny b creative he's at edward giordano jennifer tweets sweet things and pictures ed Tweets motivational statements and I tweet songs by bands you don't care about <laughs> um, <laughs> I
3: lots of music, lots of music. <laughs>
1: Jennifer I
2: just one last thing I just want to um, send our thoughts and prayers out to everybody in Boston and anybody affected by today's horrible tragedy and just hope that this doesn't happen anywhere else again that's all
1: hear? Uh, for the Gleeful Podcast with Josh Jen and Ed, I'm Josh I'm Jen I'm Ed Good night, everyone.
0: Good night. Do it with a heart wide open. Wide. Say what you need to say. Say what you need to say. Say what you need to say. Say what you need to say.